reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Victor Herman III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. We want to welcome you again to another edition of Taking It to the House, where we just talk like we're sitting around the fire, uh, the fireplace or the barbecue pit, uh, playing dominoes, bones. We just want to talk some sports with y'all. So y'all dig in for the next 30 minutes or so as we just chop it up. Vic, the NBA is winding down. Major League Baseball is winding up. And around the corner is the football season. So we got a lot we can say, talk about. What's on your mind, sir? What's on your heart? I got to ask you, would you say NBA is still fantastic right now? What are your thoughts? Well, um, most know that I'm a huge Laker fan. And it is fantastic. Uh, even though they lost yesterday, they were eliminated by the Nuggets in four straight games. And so uh, it is still fantastic because I love the NBA. Uh, I love NBA. And then what do you have between now and football season? You got baseball, but it's a little bit slow. And we got 160 some games, you know. So uh, yes, it's still fantastic. We were talking in the green room about potential sweeps in both conferences. And still, I was thinking about the, the, the casual fan, how the casual fan could be brought in. We got the play-in games, how the casual fan could be brought in. Any city, any team with the representation of an NBA can be bought in and brought in. And if you're a real fan, it's not because your team is eliminated. It's because of these playoffs when you can see a, a, a Jokic playing at a high level who you don't see normally, who you can see Miami who are playing injured, you know, limped into the playoffs and are potentially going to the finals, you know, and then you, if you get into the backstory. So I am not the casual fan, but yes, to answer your question, it is still fantastic to me. Answer your own question, sir. I toss it back at you. You know, I, I, I still enjoy the NBA. However, I would say that the first two rounds of these playoffs were very exciting and very fantastic. If I was a casual fan, I'm sucked in between watching uh, the Lakers versus the Grizzlies in a seven-game series. Then you have Golden State in the Kings seven-game series. Then you look at uh, uh, Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 7-6, seven-game six. Right now, the, the conference finals, I'm not – I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bought in. If I'm a fan, if I am a casual fan, hey, hey, I am a Laker fan, I'm still disappointed. Not because they lost. I at least wanted to see a better showing. This is supposed to be the best of the best within that conference. They've slayed Dragons, both teams, Denver, as well as the Los Angeles Lakers. 
Miami, just as much as Boston Celtics. They slayed dragons to get here. And this is all you got left? Someone still had their sword ready to do business. Someone else was ready to lay the sword down. So I, I'm kind of disappointed in how the conference, that's the conference finals. That is for the either the Magic Johnson trophy or the Larry Bird trophy. I, that was supposed to be the game. I am left unentertained because I, I wanted more. Even, you know, again, taking off the hat, taking off the hat. If that's the last time I'm going to see the uh, two teams in the Western Conference, I wanted to go out with a great story. If that was LeBron James' last game, I wanted to go out with a great story. Uh, um, if, if I want to watch Joker and he show me even more and more why he was worthy of the MVP, show me that. Show him underneath that adversity. Let me see him sweating at a at a at a at a three three uh, uh, tied game going to the seventh. And you know what's going on? Let AD rise up to show that he really is ready to play at this stage. I'm I'm left wanting more. So uh, I, I I'm not I'm not. Uh, I'm a little disappointed how the finals, uh, the conference finals have gone. I imagine that Miami will sweep the Boston Celtics. So there goes another narrative between two historic franchises. But from a casual fan perspective, you bought me in for the first two series. Eh, and now these finals are eh, they really do too much for me. Yeah, and, and I get your point too, you know, because you make a very good point when you're talking about this is the conference finals. You should be the best of the best. And you should ex you would expect that you'd get the best from each team. Well, uh, I think you got the best from each team. And the better team won. When I'm talking about Denver now and the, and the Lakers, the better team. What, okay, so breaking it down, what, is, what does that mean? What is a better team? Their core has been together. They have been through battles for several years. And so our core, being the Lakers, we're just assembled maybe in the last three or four months, maybe 20, 30 games together. So the better team won. To get to where we were, you got to be able to appreciate the story, the all-star break and the changes of personnel, and then we're the better t team as far as record-wise. But there's still, you there's a growing pains even with getting to the, to the conference finals for the Western Conference Finals. So we weren't necessarily ready a first year coach on that so you asked for the best i think you got the best and all you can get and and steph curry's uh, not excuse me steve kerr said it about his team they were not championship ready they gave their best you know they just weren't championship ready so the lakers were not and are not championship ready this is where we got to give credit to denver and miami in the east You've got to give him Jokic when he's not on the big stage on a small market. And he's been a two-time MVP for a reason. And he displayed that. He showcased that. You want to ask about the best. How about a center who's the point guard also bring the ball up the court who can dish and get triple doubles? That's exciting as a fan. So I, you got the best. Jamal Murray. Who knows about Jamal Murray if you're, if you're not a basketball head? Well, people got a ch chance to see it on the biggest stage or one of the largest stages anyways, you know, so where the cream does rise to the top. I think we played, we played remarkable. 
just assembled, just getting together, first year coach again, and and for all that we're doing. I hear what you're saying. You wanted an extended series with better play, but you got the best play from the Lakers. You got all you can get from the Lakers, and that's it, brother. And so you're going to be left wanting. Yeah, I guess. I, you know, I rather the best team being the Denver Nuggets than wear us out by 10 points, not two points. Not every series where you can count how many breakaway layups, fouling a three-point shooter and you lose by two points, stuff like that, you know. But if if when you say the best team, that means the best disciplined team. But again, uh, I, I just, yes, I wanted a more extended series, but also wanted quality, I, I, I wanted quality play. And I, I believe the Lakers, when you have a, almost a 40-year-old LeBron James leading the charge and showing how it's done, and 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 AD is not rising up. This is do or die, and you're at home. They could have done better. I don't think that's the best that they've played. I love how Denver brought it out every day. Nothing. They played with the chip on their shoulder. Being the number one seed, they played like they were the underdog. You know what I think? They came to stomp their neck as you should. And as a Laker fan, I am not disappointed. Okay. That, uh, for how the season started and how it ended. There's a lot of promise. I'm excited what an offseason will do from a training camp perspective, but the dog that resides in Denver Nuggets is real. It's his, his bark and his bite are at the level that will scare you. And I love what they did. And I, yeah. and I equate Jimmy Butler, uh, uh, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler uh, bringing as well. Uh, in in the East, he, his level of momentum, his tenacity, his intensity is at that level where he is playing championship level ball, and 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 you have to give kudos more so to the to the coach, those seasoned coaches as opposed to the players. Uh, yes, LeBron has that championship DNA. We can say what we want about AD, who has a championship. I'm not necessarily say he has championship DNA just because he was on the team does not mean he has championship DNA. The dog that LeBron showed is the same level of dog that Jimmy is showing, Jamal Murray and Jokic. I mean, that tenacity. So, um, you know, let's finish up this Easter Conference Finals and let's go ahead and start these finals uh, and watch some dogs go at it. Here's what I think is one of our problems. And you and me, I ain't talking about the rest of the world or Laker Nation. You and me, we came into the series and we said we don't fear the Nuggets. <laughs> we said it. Boy, whose head got busted open and who's seeing white meat? You and me. We got our, we're nose bleeding, we're face down and we're butt up right now. Denver said, you're going to respect me. You're going to take notice of me. Every move you got, I got a counter. You got another move, I got a counter for that. I will play as hard as I need to, to win but I don't have to play as hard as you. Well, my ceiling is higher than yours, but you have no room for error, Laker. So the best team, the better teams, the better players, when you are talking about a 40-year-old LeBron who's injured and he's not claiming, he's not even leaning on his injury, which probably requires surgery. AD, who's a fall away from sitting out, I'm going to get to 80 in, in just a minute. 
where else were we getting it from? Nobody consistently, with the exception of Rui and Austin Reeves. And so we didn't, our point guard, point guards as a, as a tandem are, was lacking. Where Jamal Murray, as a point guard by himself, was, was, it wasn't a dueling banjo kind of thing. He was just better. He was far superior than our point guards together. And then LeBron just couldn't muster it enough. Enough. He had a 30-point game. He had a 40-point game. But, man, when you're playing the whole game, when we really need you most, you cannot deliver. And that was at the end of the game because you have no more juice. No, brother, we have to learn, you and me, to respect Denver. And guess what? They're not going anywhere. They are in their prime. And I expect them to be back next year, short of an injury. So we got the retool. We got a reset. We're going to have to get it together as a Laker nation. Otherwise, we're going to be in for a, a tragic fall again or lower expectations. But roster changes and moves have to be made. Now to the Eastern Conference, man. Nobody saw Miami. Everybody was talking about the Bucs. Bucs had the best record in the league. Everybody was talking about Boston. Well, the Bucs were eliminated. Boston is ready. Everything is set. Oh, you mentioned a coach. They're blaming everything on the coach. Well, is that fair or is it not? I think the coach has a whole lot to do with it. So Mike Malone for Denver, been in, in the grind, going up against Darvin Ham. Then you got Eric Spolster against your boy up in Boston. It's just not fair. It doesn't come down to the coach, being able to get buy-in from your players. And I think Ham had buy-in. He just didn't have time. He didn't have time. And, and so um, you're going to have to, you and I have to understand that there is a lot of dynamics involved. It's not just a, a, a fan appreciation. It's not a fantasy league. These are grown men that still need a leader, somebody, a voice of reason from the sideline, a coach to be able to put them in place and to help them and build them up and put them in a place to be successful. Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Jimmy Butler, on down. Hey, set them up, shoot them down. Let's go ahead and get ready for that. Uh, you know, hopefully close this thing out just so we yes. get to the finals and yes. move on. And as, as you stated earlier in your opening, we're a couple months away from uh, kickoff, and and that, that's that's when our next season of life really begins. Not to cut, not to pass over our Dodgers, of course. Yeah, man. So I'm listening to Cowherd, and I'm listening to talk radio, and we're talking football now. Aaron Rodgers injures his calf in uh, uh, it, it, it is is that news? He has a slight calf strain. Is that news? This guy and the Jets are going to be over journalized, over reported, and I'm going to get tired of it already. He pulls a muscle. He strains a muscle. I don't give a doggone. I don't give a who. So what? They'll be ready. They'll be ready. Oh, Lazard, he gets for the for the for the Jets. He also gets not carted off, but walks off with the trainer. This is early. We got four or five months away. Whatever they sustain, short of a fracture or of a, a major tear, they are going to be okay. I'm remarked at your boy Lamar. He goes to OTAs. Okay, Lamar, 
show up. You got a new coordinator down there in, in, in Baltimore. You got new receivers. And you're going to have to put it together. And I'm excited. Man, I'm, I think I'm more excited than you are because that's my dude. I want the best for Lamar. And he's got to put it together. So he's got all these new toys. He's got all the bells and whistles for Baltimore. You talked about his, his tight end. We know about his tight end. You talked about his running backs. I think they're more susceptible on defense. And I haven't heard anything that they shored up on defense. As, as a, a Baltimore Ravens insider, what's going on on the defensive end? They were known for defense. What's up with that? Well, defense is still straight. I mean, we got some we got some dogs. Or secondary, if we look at last year, most of the games we were in until uh, the last couple seconds. Sometimes we just didn't score enough. And then towards the end, we are defense. I mean, you know, the, the challenge with NFL is that offense will always excel a lot quicker than defense. If you look at uh, how the season ended for uh, the Ravens, we weren't putting up a lot of points, but we were stopping a lot of teams. That's what made some games very frustrating. We're losing the game 13 to 14. I mean, dang, defense can't get no more than giving up 14 points. You mean tell them we can't score three touchdowns. So uh, I am excited to see what the Ravens will do because now we have, it appears on paper, we should be able to fire with anybody. Uh, we have to look at this arms race between us and Joe Burrow. He has weapons. Now we have weapons. So now what are we going to do about it? Can we stop them? And so with, with, with Lamar leading, leading the way by going to OTAs and being able to play these new toys in the garage, again, new coordinator, two new receivers. You got you your final, you got your alpha dog receiver. Oh, he should have a field day. He said he wants to try to pass for 6,000 yards. That's just how confident he is and what he, the toys he has and his own ability. So I'm very excited about it. I'm not too concerned about defense because our defense comes with it. Again, after we had a, a new defensive coordinator last year and uh, our defense was, was uh, remarkable towards the end of the season. We just didn't have Lamar those last five games. So uh, it's going to be very exciting this year. And I already started buying, I got two tickets already purchased for this fall. Since we're in the NFL, uh, the passing of the great Jim Brown. Uh, we need to mention it here. Uh, I will tell you, uh, I idolized him coming up. NFL Films did a fantastic job talking about him. He left the game in his prime to go into acting. But it's so, as, a, as an athlete, wow, what he could do and how, I'm sure you've seen clips of him. As big as some of the linemen that were trying to uh, 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 tackle him faster than a DB. He was just a beast out there. Um, and I'm sure he made a few people think about retirement, early retirement when he was playing against them. The last time the Cleveland Browns won a championship, he was on that team. But I want to remark about how he was an activist uh, and for the black cause, uh, what he was doing, what he was trying to do. And I think he was a, as successful as an activist off the field as he was uh, a football player um, and on the field. So I just want to, you know, uh, condolences to the Brown family. Uh, Jim, your loss is felt, it's heartfelt uh, through many communities uh, and to us as well as, a, as fans of football and your uh, contributions to the black cause, especially in the, uh, in the 60s when it was 
it was just bad news. It was just bad news, but you didn't mind sticking your head, your neck, your name out there for somebody like me to be able to have this opportunity today to do what we're doing. So thank you, Mr. Jim Brown, uh, for what you did. And we're gonna we're gonna grieve you uh, today, but we're gonna mourn you and we're gonna uh, say thank God for the time that we had with you. So we lost two great sports pioneers. We talk about Bill Russell, Jim Brown, both instrumental in the 60s in civil rights movement. Uh, they set the standard that an athlete is more than just an athlete and how you can embrace your role, uh, your, your platform as activism. And what he did during, as you stated, in, uh, in the league and then out of the league. You know, obviously, by the time I was born and got into football, he was long past his playing days. I only knew him as a player, uh, as, a, as an actor, and uh, I'm going to get you sucker, stuff like that. But as I started learning more about the game and started doing more, uh, uh, you know, uh, studying and the, the history of the game and understanding who he was and how powerful he was on that field and how dynamic he was, what a, what a, what an athlete. But again, but he was able to show black men how to use your voice, how to be impactful. And he did that up until up until his death. And so when you look at was he more famous for what he did on on the on the playing field for eight years, what he's able to do in the in the in the time span of his 87 years on life. Again, be impactful, be impactful. And so there's anything I've learned by watching some of these newer athletes. They're not afraid to be activism. I look at Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, uh, Carmelo, uh, 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 Jason Brown, uh, who have taken that time when Black Lives Matter uh, movement took shape in uh, uh, the spring of 2020, being very vocal. Uh, when Trayvon Martin was killed, uh, LeBron James and team being very vocal. And so when, I, when you look at someone like a Jim Brown and his legacy to the sports world, as well as to the, uh, the, the legacy of civil rights movement in the country, what an outstanding American. And so he's surely going to be missed, but his legacy uh, lives on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking about Steph Curry, who just recently won the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award uh, for his activism. Uh, was just give, given that on TAT this evening. So uh, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, and you mentioned, you know, others who are, who don't mind using their platform and will do what they do for us, for you, me, and for equality, uh, not just for the black folks, uh, black people, but for, for everybody, you know? And so I, I, I'm, I'm, thank, I'm just thankful we have come a long way as a black people, but we still have a long way to go. And then we're talking about our, our women as well and women, women's rights. And you're, you're a, a, a girl dad, I'm a girl dad, and I'm still so proud and seeing what they're able to achieve and what they're doing, uh, just witnessing what my girls are doing, what your daughter is doing. But we all know where we've come from. Again, just looking back, from a historical point of view, and then looking back, we're, we're looking back, but looking forward, uh, how much they're able to achieve compared to what their uh, former generations were able to achieve, but yet uh, the glass ceiling is still there. There's so many obstacles that are they're being faced where my daughter is in a, in a, in a man, male dominated uh, uh, career where she has to 
do double time, you know, to prove herself. One as a black and the other as a black woman, you know, so, um, and then have her be successful. And I want to say, Terry, to you, uh, to be promoted to major, outstanding, outstanding. And we celebrate with you uh, on, on this occasion because many have died for you to have this opportunity as we're talking about activism and where we've come from. So uh, congratulations to you and to Victor and to Jeff, who's going to be performing the ceremony. So you guys, it's a family thing. HHB is live and I'm a proud papa today. Uh, glad, a proud member of the community that we belong in. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what's next? Oh, I mean, so now here we go. Do you have, uh, what's your picks? What's your picks, man? I mean, you were at that stage. <laughs> Uh, uh, we only had three teams left. What are your picks? Uh, do we put it out there for the people to see and then we'll check in, uh, in a, in a week or so. Okay. We'll close the show like that. Simple. Uh, you would think that I would hate the nuggets and it's hard to hate them, but I'm not going to pull for them. I am a Miami. I'm a Spolster. I'm a Pat Riley kind of guy that definitely am not pulling for the Celtics because I am a Laker fan. We that is our longstanding rivalry. So I am I can't pull for the team that just beat me, which are the Nuggets, and I'm not going to pull for the Celtics by default and by choice. Um, I, I am going to pull for Miami. I expect them to sweep and I want Miami to win it. Four, five, six, seven, don't matter. Don't matter. Just pull it off. And so I'm going to put some skins in the game. I'm going with Miami, sir. What say you? I'm with you. Uh, I don't know if it's I'm picking up my heart or my head. I call Miami. We'll do the sweep against Boston Celtics, and Miami wins the NBA Finals. They become the new NBA champions in seven. Uh, it's going to be a battle. I'd like to see uh, Jokic and, uh, and and Bam Adebayo go at it in the paint. I think that's going to be a great matchup. I'd love to see Jimmy Butler and uh, go up against uh, Jamal Murray. But I think the tenacity and that grind – of of, ooh, of buckets is going to be nasty. And word is today that Tyler Hero, Hero would be available for the finals if it okay. starts uh, next week. So okay. that would be interesting. Uh, but I'm going all in with Miami. To your point, Pat Riley, uh, Spolstra. I love that heat culture down there. And I, I love me some Pat Riley. So uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Jimmy Buckets. Let's do what you got to do, baby. <laughs> Mark the tape. Mark the tape. We're going Miami. Might even get a hat. Might even get a shirt. We're going Miami. My closing take is we just want to say thank you for the loyal listener. Those who have been with us for almost three years already. Uh, we still enjoy. We have fun with what we do. We want to hear from you. Um, COVID is still real. And so please, uh, if you're sick, stay home, hand sanitize. Uh, if you're coughing, please cough away from others. Protect your community still. And yes, the NBA is fantastic. Major League Baseball is fantastic. Football is fantastic. If you're, if you're listening to us right now, you're a sports fan. Sports is fantastic it's not always going to end up like we want it but we should appreciate what we see and that's me taking it to the house
Hey, as as always, had a great time. My closing statement, as we get ready for a very, very important holiday weekend, please remember those fallen soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Coast Guardsmen who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, as military vets uh, here that's producing this show, who are hosting this show, uh, this weekend definitely uh, is, is always going to be heavy, heavy. And so if you have members in your family that serve, uh, let them know that your thoughts are with them as they think about those they lost. Those members, uh, uh, family members who have lost a loved one uh, uh, in, in, this, uh, in defense of our nation, our thoughts and prayers are with you. But this is Memorial Day weekend. And so I ask you all to pay some homage, go to a veteran cemetery, participate in the parade, uh, lay some wreaths at one of those fallen heroes gravesite. Let them know, thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. So again, be safe this weekend. Love you all. See you all on social media. Continue hollering at us. We're enjoying it every day. Uh, as we said earlier in the year, uh, we just reloaded and ready to get busy. So again, take care of you all. Be safe this weekend. Take it to the house. It's out.